in our last Untucked, I'm so annoyed that she made all of us gather around and sit down and listen to her. And I thought she was going to say something so inspiring and sweet. And she was like, y'all are all shady for not telling me that my blue dress is ugly. And I'm thinking, what? I come in here crying, completely distraught from what the judges tell me. I'm like worried about going home. I'm lip, I'm lip singing for my life. I need to listen to my song, and you making you're making me sit over here and wait because you want to say that we're shady that your outfit didn't go over well with the judges. And Bitch, you're safe. We, yeah, and you're safe, and you're mad that you're think everyone's shady because you're not the winner of this challenge. Well, she also told Cynthia. <laughs> I was she, like, I was so done. It, I was, it was so done. A little ill-timed. So I chose that as our clip of the week because I was finally getting from Pharaoh what I wanted last week and what I wanted her to say to Alexis's face was like, no, you are done and I'm going to tell you why you're done, which <laughs> I have to credit um, Amanda and Skrull Friends for last week when they were recapping this episode. That was like her response to it. it was like, no, Alexis, you are done and I'm going to tell you why you're done. And I was like, yes, <laughs> thank you for that throwback. Um, and I just, it was very gratifying to see Farah speak up. It's just unfortunate she didn't do it in the moment. Yeah, she didn't really speak up to me. This seems uh, very kind of cowardice uh, that she's doing it while having a cigarette behind her back. I mean, I don't know. The drama would be if she said it to Alexis's face. But to me, she doesn't, she's still afraid. She, the fact that she's mm. not saying speaking up for herself. I mean, I don't see this as speaking up for herself. The fact that she's not speaking up for herself shows me that she's actually not She's not confident. She's not there. She's probably not ready for this. Um, and that she's perhaps unsure if she's right to be annoyed. Which is crazy because I think she's 100% right. And I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying she stood up to Alexis. I, but I think there's that factor of like, you know those cameras are rolling, girl. Like, did you forget? Like, you know mm. they're going to use this content. You know they're going to use this footage. And these queens are all very aware of these cameras, you know? Right, right, right. It's a very passive way to get her point across. Right. Well, you know, and I, I think about Alexis, and I think about kind of the story that we're painting with her on this show, or the, that they're painting with her on the show, that she used to be, for the first few episodes, we're like, oh, Miss Congeniality, like, she's the mom, Everybody, you know, loves her. They're responding to her. And now all of a sudden they're talking behind her back. They're a little angry at her. They're kind of seeing through some things. And to me, I feel like they're all they're all kind of starting to sense her desperation. That Alexis isn't actually that put together. Like she really, really wants this. And she's just like everybody else with her own demons. And Alexis, I will say this, Alexis said this to them. She's like, I am very intense. There is a lot of things going on in my head. And to me, just kind of knowing about Alexis, like Alexis is not arrogant. I have to tell you that. Mm. Alexis is not an arrogant person. She's very sweet. She's very genuine. And she has her own demons. Um, she wants this so bad and she has like such high standards for herself that when she gets red for having like a mall look like yeah she's gonna lash out she's gonna be upset she's school as fuck right so she wants yeah. to be doing everything correctly and we all know what school as fuck means is that it's a little phony it's a little put on and i think they're starting to see through it and for someone like farah who late uh, or you know in the episode we also see this but i think farah lacks a sense of empathy I think she lacks sort of a sense of um, understanding when it comes to other people's struggles. 
Um, she, she kind of only looks at how things relate to her. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that she sees Alexis and is annoyed at her for all of what she's doing instead of being like, man, that queen, you know, she she's really struggling. It's, it makes me think about when Alexis last week was like, you know, I what, what I give to my girls, you know, it's like, oh, they're your girls. And I kind of feel like your girls are turning into like petulant teenagers who aren't having it anymore, mom. You know, like <laughs> there's an element of that. And Farah, I mean, is like a great example of that because Farah, of course, is so young. And there's an element. I hear what you're saying, a lack of empathy. The way I read that with Farah is there's like um, it's almost like a lack of irony. You know, it's like a lack of um. I don't want to say self-awareness, but it's kind of a lack of self-awareness. Like there's just, there's like for a perfect example is, is in this episode um, when Rue was saying, well, I don't know why you didn't like throw more makeup over your, you know, more, more, you know, lip glosses or whatever over your shoulder or during snatch game. And Farrah was like, yeah, I just, um, I just thought there'd be more opportunities to do it. And um, I just, they, they didn't happen. And there's something about that. It's not just, you know, Rue equates it to being young, but I equate it more to just like, that's not the answer that you give. You know what I mean? Like, there's like a there's a self awareness that like you don't give that kind of excuse. So sorry, I just thought I'd have more chances to show off. Like, she doesn't hear that. That's like a terrible answer. You know? Yeah. That. Whereas that it, it's not. We're not. It's not that. It's you needed to give more. You needed yeah. to do more. Right. right. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge yeah. what you did. Right. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't enough. Even a, even if you even if you had a long time, it wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. And whereas Alexis would she would she would never give that kind of excuse like she would you know and and it's that whole point of alexis you know it's funny she um there's on wow presents there's the extra lap recap with john polly and it's really funny it's really well edited and he had said about alexis like she won snatch game by sheer will like she (laughs) she was gonna get this win come hell or high water and you could feel she needed this and if sasha won like, oh. and they were kind of setting up a little bit of editing to oh. show her, you know, like, if Sasha won, <laughs> She Alexis... glares at her. Oh, yeah. when she glared at her on the runway, I was like, oh, oh bitch. Oh, bitch. <laughs> like, but I could, at the same time, talking about empathy, I get it. I totally get it. I would probably be feeling the same way Alexis did. She got so close last week, and mm. then a, a, on, on a challenge that she should have had in the bag. And then this week... Another challenge that she's like, oh, I should have this in the bag. Like, I know yeah. how to do this. And her look was on point, And it's like, to get that close, to get that close, I could feel the desperation. And I could, I I didn't judge it. I, I accept sure. it. You know? Sure. Well, and, you know, one, one kind of last thought on Alexis this week compared to last week. I mean, last week she came in and she was upset. Like, you yeah. could tell. The way she's interacting with Queens, she made that announcement. But this week, like, I don't know, I'm a theater kid and I, I have these memories from high school that, you know, the, the cast list gets posted for the spring musical. And then the next day at lunch, all the theater kids obviously eat lunch together mm-hmm. in the cafeteria or in our case, like in the theater. And I mean, Alexis was acting like that theater kid in lunch the day after she found out she got the lead in the musical. Of course. There was this sense of giddiness, the sense of carefree, the sense of a lack of a lack of awareness to those around her. I mean, she was just so happy. She was getting spanked. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, doing that weird thing on the ottoman where she, I don't know if you saw that move she did, but she, she's on her stomach. And then during Nina's mom oh, yeah. video, uh-huh. she like gets up on her knees. It was, <laughs> just, that was, 
it was well, different. It was a different body language. She was presenting this different aura. She was so happy, you could tell. And yeah. yes, yes. Well, I, I say, mean, I have, I have thought more thoughts on Alexis's look and whatever, but like she, she was very, very, very happy. You could tell she felt the win. Oh yeah, the way that she, I, I saw that moment when she leapt up and was snapping at the at the screen yes. when Nina's mom was talking. I saw that. That was because um, I was watching this episode at six thirty in the morning in my bed on Saturday, and that was what I did when that lip sync happened with Peppermint. And we will get into that. That is what I did. Like both hands, both hands. Oh, oh anyway. I know. You know, I was with uh, I was with a, a very funny man, uh, Adam Sank. He's a, a comedian here in New York. Um, and he he said to me, and he was exactly right. He's like, Cynthia should just walk off the stage. I mean, Peppermint just ate her earring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, we will get into that lip sync. Yes, we yes. will get into but, that lip yeah, sync. So, so leaping up to your knees and snapping. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It was uh, every single fucking time I've watched that lip sync, which is in the double digits at this point. Um, <laughs> But that being said, before I get way too ahead of myself, uh, we should probably let you guys know what you're listening to, which is, of course, another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. I'm Colin. And today, uh, we are, we have arrived at a very special episode of the season. It is, of course... Snatch game. Snatch and game. Yes. I have been looking forward to this all season. <laughs> I feel like season. it came so early. Do you feel like it came a little early? I mean, there's ten queens. I just feel like it came out of, like, oh, it's Snatch game. I don't know. It did. I, it, it always did. sneaks up on me. It always sneaks up on me. <laughs> yeah, this one, it, it did come up early. I mean, it was, I, I could have had another episode. I could have waited a little longer. It's kind of like if Christmas came on, like, December 13th. It's like, oh, I could have waited. I could have waited mm. another couple weeks. Mm. But it's all right. Um, before we dive into things, I do want to say, uh, for our, for our loyal Marys, Maury's, or for our Laurel, let's try this again, for our loyal Marys who are listening on Twitter, uh, or our followers on Twitter, you may have noticed that there was some live tweeting of the episode going on a Friday night, and so, congratulations, Johnny, for a fabulous live tweet. I'm so proud to see it. Uh, we got, I, it was really, really It was good. hard. It was really hard. I mean, because you want to watch the episode and yet you want to tweet. I found myself not being able to interact with anybody that was sending me anything or was messaging back or replying. And I couldn't read anybody else's thoughts. Like, it, oh, it was, I was really kind of annoyed in that sense. And it made it kind of hard because I wanted to interact with others, but I was also wanted to watch the episode and then I wanted to respond and say things for myself. But uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience. I don't know if I would do it again. Um, or maybe I would do it again, like soon or with somebody else or like, while you're also tweeting, tweeting. I don't know. It was, it was hard. It was really challenging. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. I had a really good time. Uh, I've never done that before for anything, um, except like a tennis match. So (laughs) yeah, I've never done it before. And I think for Drag Race, certainly the first time I'm watching an episode, I, you know, like your rituals. yeah, yeah, Yeah. The house could be on fire and I'm like, bitch, please. Like. You need to wait. You need to engulf the living room until this episode is over, and then I will deal with the situation. So, it, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could do it either. But maybe, you know, maybe when we're both there, we can both be tweeting, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but for our loyal Marys who are Twitter followers as well, if you are into 
the live tweet, then let us know. Encourage us. Let us know if we should keep doing it. And oh, you know, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, I mean, I guess we should just get right into it, Mary, right? Like, Let's do it. I'm ready to talk about this episode. There's a lot to talk about, and uh, I'm really yeah. excited. Yes. Me too. I I mean, I we get, we get to the challenge really fast, but I do have a couple of notes before we get there. Um, I... I do have to say, Pheromone, she whine, she cry, she might be Drag Race's weepiest queen. Pheromone. I mean, I mean, when she said, I, I, <laughs> it was such an interesting line. When she says to Nina, she's like, when I was looking at her, looking into your eyes, I wish that she was looking at me that way. And then she, you know. <laughs> I know, and then and Nina was, was like, I was right. hard to laugh. It, yeah, it was hard to laugh. It was hard to laugh, because, but I did laugh because it just, I felt like she was talking about like a lover and she was yeah. like the scorned lover. And then of course, Nina, she's like, yeah, I got black real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pheromone, it, it felt to me, and I'm, I'm thinking about the school cafeteria now, but it's kind of like, I just felt like when you went up to the, to the lunch lady and you got chicken fingers and then I didn't get chicken fingers and I wish I got chicken fingers the way you got chicken fingers, you know? Like it felt that insignificant, you know? Right, uh, right, um, and, right. And that's silly. Uh, well, and but, again, this just shows me, um, it just shows me, Farah's lack of insight like she just doesn't see Nina's pain and her struggle mm -hmm. she just she only sees oh I'm tired of seeing her complain it's like well she's not just complaining like she's hurt like there's like she's clearly talented like Farah do you see that she's like really fucking amazing and yet she has this bullshit around her like you should be able to see that and I don't think Farah does and I don't think that Farah's a bad person I think she's a, a talented queen and everything but I but I do think she lacks some, just some insight. Well, and Farrah's, you know, and obviously age is just a number, but Farrah's 22, Nina's 34. Um, right. They they come from very different lives and different worlds. I think the fact that Nina was able to be like, oh, sorry, I got real black on you right now, and was able to recognize that you're going through something. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that I, I thought that that said a lot about Nina. It also said a lot about season nine. Past seasons would have cut that fight off before Nina apologized and like diffused the situation. Okay, yeah, that's very fair. That's very you know, fair. You're right. It's, the editors it's, are, are you know, somebody brought this up via email that the that the editors it seems this season are showing conflict and then a resolution of that conflict mm -hmm. more often when they're just letting the conflict play. Yeah, it's a lot of you know, no pun intended, but it's a lot of kiss and makeup. <laughs> So, mm, right, Mary? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody's dad is, uh, you know, not here tonight, so I'm filling in, um, <laughs> doing mom jokes. So, <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to say before we kind of get to the main event of things is, you know, we talked about last week kind of the Act One gun, and there's always the talking head Act One gun, and this week again it was Alexis, and mm -hmm. the and of course it was like we saw this with. We saw this with uh, Thorgy Thor in season eight. It's when a queen says, this one's the next to go, and this one's next to go. And then, the, and it's the same musical cue every time. It's like, da-na-na, da-na-na, da-na-na. And yeah. it's like, and, and the way that they edit it, I was like, ooh, girl, Alexis is going home. Like, cut and dry. Like, when they edit a queen with that kind of talking head, they are setting oh, you thought her she was, up. Oh, you thought she was going home this week? Well, because of that, because, I mean, I thought that, like, I saw the previews. I knew her Liza was on point, and so I wasn't oh. really worried. But, you know, when they edit a queen with a talking head like that, it's such a, uh, 
it's a death knell always i feel well like... and yeah i mean she says she, that you know she reads nina farron cynthia as trimming the fat right one yeah. with no confidence one with not standing out and one with not delivering and it's like oh shit i wonder if that's alexis also you know because you often are describing yourself when you're reading others so oh, it was, yeah. you know it's interesting to see that but to me it didn't i don't know maybe it's because I, of the previews that i saw uh that yeah, it didn't it didn't come off that way. But I mean, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Alexis is ah, it, she doesn't read top 3 anymore as she did. No, yeah. you know, and I was thinking about this, you know, obviously we you you more than me, but like we, you know, know Alexis or like have a a previous knowledge of Alexis before being a character on season 9. And I've been trying to kind of objectively look at her as if I didn't come into the season with a preconceived notion of Alexis what would I think of her? Who would, what, would I like her? Would the fact that her voice does sound very condescending, even if she's not, would that rub me the wrong way? Am I more forgiving because I, I, I know who Alexis is behind all of this? Like, and again, not to compare to past queens, but like, who, what is, Ale what, what, you know what I mean? Like, who is Alexis in this season in terms of tropes mm, and, and characters, you know? Mm, I mean, to me, she's like a Thorgy Thor. Mm -hmm. uh she she reads that way to me um yeah i don't know she's new she's a broadway queen she yeah. there's 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 something very different about her she's a great performer but she lacks kind of nuance and style sorry nuance mm. um Thank you. so i don't know that's interesting uh oh it's something to keep an eye on something certainly yeah. something to keep an eye on yeah, I'm very... Um, what do you I, say? Yes, go ahead. Oh, see, I'm just I'm very curious to now watch Alexis, especially knowing next week is an acting challenge. It's like, okay, I mean, because next week is a 90210 Inspired Acting Challenge, which is why right. Jenny Garth and who else is on? There's Tori two... Spelling. Tori, Tori Spelling, of course, of yeah. course. Um, so I just feel like now, not to jump ahead, but now, Alexis, I'm really curious to see where her storyline's going. So Yeah, totally. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about yeah. the episode. Let's so get into uh, RuPaul comes in, and uh, we we get to see her interact with the queens. Uh, is there any anything that you saw here that was interesting? Well, I, I, the one thing I wanted to highlight, a couple things I wanted to highlight. One, I thought it was worth noting, and I thought you were going to bring this up, that Alexis was wearing a Dusty Ray Bottoms tank top. Oh, I was waiting for it. Let me tell you, Dusty Ray Bottoms, she is a New York queen, and you all have to go right now and type in Dusty Ray Bottoms, Joanna Newsom. And yeah. watch Dusty Ray Bottoms perform to Joanna Newsom's peach plum, peach plum Pear. Because let me tell you, this is my type of drag. This is challenging. This is interesting. This is fantastic. This is creation, drag creation at its finest. I love Dusty Ray Bottoms. Do I think she should be on Drag Race? Probably not, because I think it would just be ruined. She is so fantastic, and she bartends at Pieces in New York City. If you ever go to New York City uh, or, or, or live in New York City, go check out Dusty Ray Bottoms. She is phenomenal. And we'll post that clip on Twitter as well. It is a really great clip. Um, it's, uh, as Aja would say, it's especially uh, <laughs> exciting to watch. Especially. You know what I loved about especially. that? I love that clip. It was very Katya with the producers when they kind of show him, like, oh my God, I just said especially. That's so Brooklyn. It's so first grade with an overbite. Like, Asha is so charming to me. Like, week, off, week after week, even though, like, in the challenge and the competition, I'm not really, like, 
getting a lot from Aja. She's so charming. Yeah, uh, she really is. Oh, she's adorable. She is. Yeah, adorable. really. Um, oh, and and not to tangent too much, but and I'll post this as well. But since we've talked about Thorgy Thor and Aja, there is a series on YouTube called Queens of Kings, and it's highlighting Brooklyn queens. And oh. it's so, and they're like six minute clips, and they're so well edited, and they're so interesting, and they they they're they're just like really. Um, I don't know. They just have this really great kind of like indie movie feel. And so there's one featuring Thorgy. There's one featuring Aja. And Aja looks so different. She lost a lot of weight. She just looks so different. Um, oh, wow. But yeah. It's, but it's, um, it's really cool to kind of really see Aja's story and, and really what she comes from. So I'll post mm. that on Twitter as well. It, I think okay. um, it only informs my, my charm for, for Aja. Uh, but to your question about the interactions with the queens, I mean – uh do you want to start talking about nina because i felt like that was yeah a really interesting yeah interaction. i think that's important i mean a not only just the fact that we hear rupaul say i love jasmine masters yeah. is very important to me uh it's very important <laughs> yeah. that she said that because i love jasmine masters and jasmine masters has been a very vocal queen that you know isn't saying everything that maybe rupaul and producers would want to hear um, right. But for her to say that she loves and appreciates her is, is really important to me because I think she's great. Um, I also love when RuPaul said that she she said, I don't want to see your dark nemesis tap you on the side. And mm -hmm. I, that that was, you know, she's she's there for Nina. I think she sees Nina and I think she is is just very into making sure that Nina doesn't become a trinity. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think Rue really gets Nina. I think she really sees both her brilliance and her struggle. I think that Rue... I find a similarity to the way that Rue responded to Kim Chi. There's a sense of like, I know you're brilliant, mm -hmm. but I can see where you could get caught up. You know, it, with Nina, it's a little bit more of this sort of saboteur, saboteur kind of thing. But there's right. um, there's an empathy there that I think is really important for Nina to hear. It's like, I know your struggle. I know what you're dealing with. And I thought, right. I thought the line <clears throat> when she said, it's not an act and the only person who will lose at it is you. So, uh, oh god every 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 gay person every oppressed person needs to hear that like yeah so and, and every non-oppressed person right when we are down on ourselves it's it's not an act we're not doing it for attention we're 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 doing it because it fucking hurts yeah and and we're killing ourselves we're 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 watching ourselves lose and it, yeah you you have to build yourself up you have to stay positive you do yeah yeah, and because yeah, it's not an act because you don't get anything out of it. You're only losing in this situation. Like, there's mm. no there's no winning as the victim, and so no one's choosing it to win. Yeah, it, right. I thought that was just a really – I really enjoyed seeing them re, uh, interact, and I really liked that Rue, um, I think, was giving Nina what she needed to hear, you know? Yeah, yeah. They also spent some time with Sasha Velour, uh, which I loved because we got to hear <gasps> – I geeked out. We got to hear uh, her do Judith Butler. And people might not know who she is, but, like, that's, like, who I read during college. And uh, it just gave me so much life. And I thought her commentary on a hot dog was so brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a – so brilliant. <laughs> I have a funny story about Judith Butler. I took a class with Judith Butler in my freshman year of college. No uh, way. Yes, I took a gender Whoa! studies class. Stop the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so when she started doing a Judith Butler impression, I was like, are you kidding? Judith Butler from Ithaca College? 2007, I think it was. No, I graduated in 2007, so this was like 2003. Um, and actually, funny story about Judith Butler. I don't know if it's a funny story, but there I was, this little, you know, 
white gay boy uh, in her gender studies class challenging her on a statement that she was making about, um, well, this is going to bring the conversation down, but she was talking about rape. And I challenged her. I was like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. But no, I remember that. I remember feeling like, um, I don't know if I agree with you. And I've always felt like- Well, you know what? What does the white man have to say about rape? What do you have to fucking say about it? Oh, let's hear what you have to say. Interject, excuse me. Eject yourself from this conversation, white man. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I'm well, sorry. and 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 <laughs> and thank you, thank you for that. Um, but uh, to to put my point on the platter, she was, and we're not going to talk about rape, but she was equating it. She was making a statement that was equating it with like um, sexual desire, and I was like, um, I think it's more about power than sexual desire, right, Judith? Like, am I crazy here? Uh, and so anyway, I I just was kind of like, wow, I can't believe. Uh, Sasha Valor is doing a Judith Butler impression and like uh, yeah um, thanks for that Colin that actually that makes me so giddy that you took a class <laughs> yeah I mean, that's Judith amazing. Butler yeah I know oh. I, I was like oh my god I didn't know that she could be a drag race reference <laughs> um. <laughs> so the moment arrives we finally get to see the coveted snatch game footage uh, which I love um I don't know if you how you want to do this, Colin. Maybe we can go through each queen and kind of talk about each queen as they go instead of, I don't know, a linear thing. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it's fair to say that this was, like, one of the shortest Snatch games we've had in Drag Race history. And so I think it's going to be easier to just kind of talk about each queen, how they did. Um, you know, this season it was interesting, not just because we're doing All Right, Mary, but I think just from the amount of preview footage that came out, Normally, Snatch Game, like, there's this excitement about seeing who the queens are going to be and what they're going to do. But, like, I kind of came into this knowing kind of what to expect. So Yeah, we saw we saw a whole clip of yeah. the first the first question from Liza, yeah. which, yeah, it, it I don't know, it kind of it kind of damp, dampened things. I mean, granted, that's all on us. Like, we just consume Drag yeah. Race as it comes through. So we don't have to. Uh, we could resist, but I, I don't know. Knowledge is power, Mary. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's like we are here to be on the front lines. We And, like, this is this is it. It's like, it, it's again, it's Christmas. So I'm going to eat all the fucking Christmas cookies on the table. I'm going to eat them all. <laughs> Even the ones I'm not sure of, I'm going to try. <laughs> so, like, what's in there? I'll find out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so then the first queen, I guess, is Amanda Lepore. Is Trinity is Amanda Lepore. And I have to say... It was a great look. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> really interesting to look at. I thought that she came really prepared. She had some jokes. She was funny. Um, she wasn't like hilarious, but she was funny, and she, and the look really killed it. Right. The only thing I have to say is that you know her wig line was very prominent, uh, but maybe that's maybe that's okay. So. Oh yeah, I mean I think um, I think Trinity was safe. I think that for me it was like the look was good, but you know Amanda Lepore is so extreme that I almost would have loved to see if Trinity could have gone even more extreme with the look. I think that she had a very restrained version of Amanda Lepore. Like, Amanda Lepore, she's, she does not look human anymore. Like, that's, mm. you know, and I, 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 and I don't know how you do that. I mean, I think Trinity has got some of the work already in her face that she could work with, but I thought she did fine. I thought it was, um, when, she, when I heard that she was going to do Amanda Lepore, I was like so... You know, as Rue would always say, like, yeah, but 
how are you going to make Amanda Lepore funny, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, she just basically just kept referencing plastic surgery, which, you know, is fine. It just it, – it lost its momentum, which is the opposite of another queen that I'll bring up later uh, mm -hmm. who brought up the same bit, but it was funny every single time. Uh, whereas I think Amanda Lepore is referenced to the plastic surgery office and whatever. It was about the joke that RuPaul helped her make later. You know what I mean? Uh, which one? Like – well, whenever Amanda Lepore made oh. a, a response, RuPaul kind of had to bring out the mm -hmm. joke. You know, it's funny you say that. I feel like I saw that a lot with, with these queens with a Snatch Game. I felt like Ru was helping them out a little bit more than I've seen in the past. And I, I okay. saw that with Amanda as well. Or with Amanda sure. Lepore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about Sasha... Uh, and her Marlena Dietrich, which I this was like this was like a Bjork for me. This was like yeah. a like the smart one, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought this was gonna bomb. I yeah. was sure yeah. this was gonna bomb. Yeah. and you know why it didn't? Not because it was a laugh out loud hilarious, but because it was nuanced as right. fuck. It yes. was so nipple nuance, absolutely. Oh, yes. So nuanced. I mean, her accent was on point. She didn't do that standard like cliche German accent she really like there were just these little nuances I keep saying it but that's mm -hmm. the word uh, yeah and I because I, I couldn't she had jokes she had mm -hmm. jokes she was very clever she you know what the other thing that I loved about her is that she was incredibly confident and calm yeah. mm. which brought a, a different energy to uh, against the other characters that were kind of like really up and really trying but then it was yeah. like oh here's Marlena and it was it was just very slow and and funny, and you you were hanging on every single word, so yeah. that by the time she got to the punchline, even if it wasn't the most amazing punchline, you were like, oh yes, there it is, and it was yeah, there. yeah. I I I think that's a good point that she was very calm, you know, and I I really enjoyed it. The calm really worked when she was saying, well, you know, I uh, you know I, I haven't left the house in ages, and I'm much older, and <laughs> I've I of course been I've, dead I've been dead for decades, <laughs> uh, and I it was so funny and. And then she brought this like weird answer, and I was just like, "This works. I don't know why, but this works." Or you know, yeah. and even when she said, "You know," and when people ask me if I'm a lesbian, I say yes. Like it, it wasn't <laughs> a joke, but the delivery was so solid. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It wasn't that she it wasn't telling jokes. No, it was just how she delivered it and how how confident she was. It was it was brilliant, and yeah. it was very Sasha, as they say later. Like this is right on her path and she yeah. didn't stray from it like of course she's going to be marlena dietrich mm -hmm. who was an outspoken person during world war ii like of course it was going to be marlena dietrich right. who's a social justice warrior and a lesbian like a brilliant brilliant now do you mean to say that she it she was it's, she's right on her alley that she's oh you know right she, she's she's okay. right on her alley all right yeah, candy yeah. ho just want to make sure i got that right <laughs> got it um so let's talk about aja's Alyssa edwards Sure, sure. You know, I didn't think it was bad. I thought that she had great energy. You know, she had some of the isms and some of the phrases. Mm -hmm. I think she also lucked out because there were three other queens on the panel that actually weren't that great. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was weak for me about it was was really the look. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I didn't think it was bad. I thought she, the way she reacted to other queens was funny. Uh, some of the, like the glares that she gave, it was there. It was there for me. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I'm charmed by Aja now and because I love Alyssa Edwards. But I, I thought it was great. Uh, not great. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, I think that it was um, 
Yeah, she certainly got overshadowed both in being good or not as strong as others. Like, she, she was so middle of the pack because there were people who were more extreme in either direction. Um, mm. You know, in in the uh, the bonus clips on Logo, she was debating right. between doing Alyssa or Crystal Abasia. And she should have done Crystal Abasia. It would have you been... You think so? You absolutely. Really think so? Well, did, so the, in the clip, and, you know, Shay makes this great point. She's like, you wouldn't have an Alyssa Edwards without a Crystal Abasia. Like, the ways, mm. that, the, the inflection, the vernacular, like, even, like, that way of saying, like, Tanoi and all that, that's Crystal Abasia. Mm. Like, that's right. where that shit came from. And as, right. you know, as Latrice says, you gotta know where the song is coming from. And <laughs> so, like... Well, it was a safe, it was a safe pick with Alyssa. And I yeah. think that's kind of smart at this point for Aja, who is kind of circling the drain. So it's like, bit. okay, let's be safe for Snatch Game. I think that's, I think this was a smart choice, to be perfectly honest. Well, and I did, like, I for, I just really enjoyed the line, did I lose the Q&A portion? Yeah, I wrote that <laughs> down that that kept that that made that won it over for me the same way that um violet chachi's Alyssa edwards was like oh you got me bitch you like, got me bitch that, yeah. that was all i needed that's all i needed um so uh, so jasmine jasmine masters jasmine masters jasmine masters. Ja- masters and she's got something to hey, say hey bitch hey bitch <laughs> uh i i thought it was you know, I thought it was great. I thought that she did a great job. Oh, Colin, I lived for it. I yeah. loved it. I really loved it. I thought it was so good, so nuanced, so well studied. I saw Jasmine Masters, even if I didn't know who Jasmine Masters was, I know who she is now. Mm-hmm. I, th- th- when she says, uh, what season were you on? She doesn't matter. Did I win? <laughs> I she Nina Nina killed it and and as they say later I think it was Dennis O'Hare says it like for her to pick the poster child for discontent was such a great choice because of who of of what Nina needed to express that she yeah. is discontented uh so is that a word discontented um yeah, sure I, uh I thought it was great it was it was it was right on her alley as I should say um, because if Nina tried to pick anybody else, I don't know. I, I don't know how it would come off. This was so well studied. It was yeah. so well studied. I thought yeah. that comment about her, this like meta moment of her choosing Jasmine to express her discontent. I mean, that's so season nine, like being self-referential mm-hmm. and having meta yeah. moments. Like there's, that's very much sort of in theme with the season. Um, the only thing I maybe would have wanted to see is, you know, Jasmine in some of her videos, she has a tendency to like go off on something and she'll just kind of go. And like, there's this like, like Nina was kind of these like one-liners and I'm not I'm not reading it I'm just saying like whether she did it or not I would have loved to see it you know I would have loved to see okay. her go yeah. off the way Jasmine goes off on stuff have a discourse on something yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. I think that's really there's a lot of gold with Jasmine Masters videos is when she just gets on a tear about something like that's right. really like prime Jasmine but no Nina right. I was really happy to see her turn it out it would have been a, a goddamn shame if she bombed as Nina it really would have been so yeah as Jasmine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of people who kind of bombed... Uh, kind of? Kind of bombed? Being, as being, uh, being polite. Uh, pheromones, Gigi Gorgeous, whoever that is. Um, I, have you seen this Gigi Gorgeous person before? I don't know. I don't know who it is. So that's why I kind of feel like I'm. A, it would be unfair for me to totally read her. Mm-hmm. But all I have to say is, what is this? Who is this? And why is this funny? I just found this so boring... And so unnuanced, and mm. I don't know why she didn't go home for this. 
Yeah. As, as Coco Montrese would say, what's a Gigi gorgeous? She's not that gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's not that gorgeous. Well, yeah. she's not that gorgeous. Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I think that Pheromone is, is really, ooh, she's really circling the drain. And this really kind of cemented that. Like, th- this kind of performance in Snatch Game is just not a good omen. Unless you are... Uh, Naomi Smalls and you turn the beat all the way around in the second half mm-hmm. of the season I don't know what you're gonna do I don't know so and that of course brings us to Alexis with a Z as... yeah 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 <laughs> I mean it was fabulous it really was she did yeah. she like well studied yeah well done uh, she had jokes she had physicality she had a good voice uh, she was also speaking to the older generation of RuPaul yes. and Michelle. I think that certainly helped. And, you know, this could have bombed, but no. Yeah. There's just no way that Alexis was going to bomb this. Alexis has been doing Liza for years. Yeah. So there's absolutely no way. This is this is perfected. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it, when, when Ru said to her in the workroom, well, you got to make it funny, I was like, it's Liza Minnelli. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, it's going to be fine. And yeah. I mean, I think you make a good point that she was speaking to the older generation of Rue. Like, she knew how to make Rue laugh. And making that that line about, like, you know, playing at the palace, I was like, oh, mm. a reference that, like, the kids might not get, but, like, that's how you win RuPaul over is making that reference and showing you know that reference. Right. It was very smart. It was really yeah. smart. Um, yeah. She definitely— it, it, gains res- it gains respect. What do you think? Do you think that this was a better choice than Barbara? There's certainly a lot more energy and a lot more options mm-hmm. uh, for this. I mean, if she had done Barbara, it would have to be Barbara, like, in her heyday, not Barbara, like, the stage performer, mm-hmm. um, like, Barbara in the movies. Uh, yeah, I think this is better than, than Barbara. I mean, granted, it would, it, would, it would be great to see Barbara and the cross eyes and the nose. Yeah. Uh, you know, there could have been a lot that she could have done. But, yeah, no, at the end of the day, yeah, I guess I'm happier with this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that she had more places to go with Liza and more that she could do. Absolutely. Right, right. Oh, boy, let's talk about Peppermint. Bloop. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> it was really unfortunate, and it was, I mean... You know, I, I, I have to say, and I tweeted about this, but, like, you know, she was she was not prepared, as was Farah, not prepared with any jokes. And to me, I went to this Miranda from Devil Wears Prada place. I'm just like, why is no one ready? <laughs> right. Like, you can't be like, this is the first time I've ever done an impression. It's like, well, it's maybe like, on TV. where's your joke? Where is your joke? Where, you, you have to have an opening line. Like, that's okay. You don't have to. Improv is not totally on the spot like you are prepared with improv like jazz right. even even jazz when you're improvising like you you have you you practiced it like she is mm-hmm. not this was not practice it was all look which is unfortunate uh but yeah to me she bombed she choked she yeah choked. well this is what i was talking about when when she was doing the good morning bitches challenge and she totally choked there and i was like i really worry that she's gonna have the same turnout and snatch game and it was the exact same thing i think somebody on the subreddit was like it was as if peppermint was learning how to talk at that moment (laughs) with every word and i was like yeah i mean it was so unfortunate i mean the only upside of peppermint bombing this was that we got that lip sync yes yes that's the only upside you're absolutely right you're absolutely right yeah yeah so no 
the wild and this was really the wild card for me was Valentina. Oh, oh, Colin. Colin. This this was brilliant. Mm-hmm. This was brilliant. I we have completely underestimated Valentina. This yeah. I thought this was the most nuanced of the entire snatch game. And really? you you can read me for filth for that, uh-huh. but like this was very nuanced because she took a character, she took a person and then created a character that happens after the event. Right? Mm-hmm. Cuz we didn't really we we don't know this person. We don't know who this but she created this this scandal that happened with the Miss Universe where, you know, Steve Harvey says the wrong name. And then she brought Miss Columbia to Snatch Game after that happened. And so every single shot of of uh, Valentina was picture perfect. Yes. We, I mean, it was it was like I could make a gift out of every single time she was on screen. And she she totally brought it for Snatch Game. I thought this was fantastic. I mean, granted, Liza hilarious but i laughed every single time as columbia was there she took the same joke the same bit and it was funny every single time yeah I I, it was great i think that when Valentina... she confused two black people it, it was so it, mm-hmm. there was so much to it that was nuanced i think that she definitely came prepared unlike peppermint she came prepared with a character and a concept the only place i would disagree is i think that you know, we didn't see all of her answers, but I think by the time she got to that cocaine answer, it felt like she was running out of material a little bit. Okay, um, so, okay, that's that that's fair. But that's I, fair. but otherwise, I agree. I think that she she did something, and again, it was it was interesting in the same way that Kim Chi kind of like took this character, this like you know the the, the Kim Jong Un sister or whatever, um, and yeah. took this character and was like, okay, where could I go with this? Like, I, this is not just a person, but it's a concept. And I think that was really – it was really smart. And I, I did not expect her to do as well as she did with it. Me neither. Um, oh, yeah. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Yeah. It really, and it, it says a lot about, you know, especially when we have an acting challenge next week. I think it says a lot about what more we have to see from Valentina this season, which I think is sure. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one was Shay, who I thought – I mean, br- brilliantly done. I mean, she made someone not funny funny. Oh, my uh, God. She all of those jokes were hers, and I expected this. I mean, Shay is she is flappy at the jaw, great on a mic. Like she mm-hmm. is very funny. Uh, so, and she definitely came prepared. Like that cricket phone thing was Ugh. certainly certainly there. Very funny. Calling yeah. him, uh, calling Jasmine Masters, Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, there was a lot. There was a lot in there that I thought was great. She had you know those cute little accent, uh, which I thought was well done. Honestly, I thought that Shay when she started, I was like. Oh, bitch! You're going for three wins in a row. All right, because <laughs> that's what I'm getting right now. Like that cricket joke was yeah. so funny. Like, and and yeah. and again, just like um, Sasha Valor, she was calm. She was right. confident. She like she didn't miss a beat. Like, I wish we got to see more of it. I actually like loved this, and in some ways, I love this more than I liked Liza. I thought this wow. was. Brilliant. because no, I love this more than Sasha. Oh, me too. Oh, I think Shay should have been top three of this episode. Well, you know why Shay wasn't top three was because her material girl look wasn't as good as Peppermint's. Sorry, had to say it. See, I I, I liked her. Well, we'll talk about it, but I kind of liked uh, Shay's more. But uh, that being said, I, yeah, Shay, I, when, when RuPaul sends the safe girls away and says, oh, you didn't make a commotion, I was like, what? Shay was amazing. I and wasn't bitter about it in the Untucked Lounge, but uh, sure. 
she was I thought she was fantastic and I think yeah, she agreed. could have easily won this if it wasn't Alexis to, uh, Alexis's challenge to win this week you know okay that's fair that's fair oh god uh, Cynthia, Cynthia was terrible <laughs> Cynthia was terrible she rambled she didn't make any funny jokes she didn't shut up yeah. uh, you know she's smiling so I know she just total joke was, was the funniest thing that yeah. went on during mm-hmm. during Cynthia it was unfortunate you know and I, I liked how when they were talking on the panel how why uh, Yara Sophia Amy Winehouse was funny was because it was so distant from who she was and the mm-hmm. fact that Sophia Vargara and Cynthia, you know, both have accents and are similar, I think was, you know, actually to to a losing point for Cynthia. I, yeah. I don't think that it helped her. And she kind of rested on that fact and it was too confident. Yeah, she, Cynthia, she didn't know how to make jokes. She just, she was kind of like, oh, my, my personality, my charm is going to win. It's like, no, honey, you gotta, be, you gotta be funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like we talk about, we talk about this with like Laganja. It's like, you gotta land the plane, sweetheart. You gotta land the joke. You need to land somewhere. You can't just keep zipping around. Land the joke. As Trinity said, where are the jokes? Yeah, was, where are the jokes? Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's like, my question is, it's like, I don't understand. I mean, Sofia Vergara is funny on Modern Family with a script. How is she funny, though? Like, I don't understand how you make Sofia Vergara funny, other than, like, saying things incorrectly, which we've already seen Cynthia do for a season in, you know, yeah. two seasons. Yeah, I mean, I know? wish I had the answer for you, Colin. I just yeah. don't, yeah, I don't know. It's not a good choice. It wasn't a good choice. And I don't know how she was going to do it in season eight. I don't know why no one told her before season nine, like, girl, change your plans. Don't do Change it. your plans. Yeah. You dodged a bullet. Eh, eh, you would have eh, gone home yeah. then. Yeah, like, because yeah. it when was Snatch Game in season eight? I'm, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to think, like, would Cynthia have gotten to Snatch Game in I think it was right eight? after she left. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like it was it was pretty soon after. She would have gone home for this in season eight. So it's like... When did she... When did she... What Do you remember when she went off? She was the third episode. She went off for the uh, Ruko's Empire. Oh, oh, a strong gay woman. Uh, so then, okay, so yeah, so okay, so, so then there was New Wave Queens, oh, and then right. there was Snatch Game. So mm-hmm. she would have stayed for New Wave Queens, and then it would have been Supermodel Snatch Game. Okay. Yeah, and she and she would have gone home for this. So I just, I, I almost don't have any sympathy because it's also like Up every girl. It. World, sorry. Uh, thank you for that. Oh my god, uh, rectangle girls of the world. The rectangle subreddit is obsessed girls with of that. The world. <laughs> They're obsessed with that on the subreddit. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have any sympathy for Cynthia because it's like, girl, not only did you not heed any, adv- none of your friends told you not to do this. You also had all this time to practice and figure out how to do Sofia Vergara, and you showed up. Uh. This is like me doing Sofia Vergara. Like, this is not working. So I I just don't have any sympathy. That's okay. So, workroom? Let's get to the workroom. I mean, I I think the big highlight is, I mean, really the only thing that really they talked about was Peppermint's coming out as trans. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, her true authentic self, as Shay says, and Peppermint thanks her sisters. Again, you know, we're at this kind of social justice corner in the workroom by the mirror. And I remember reading on Twitter um, some people kind of getting a little salty that this is happening every single episode mm. and that they think it's it's the editing because we're on VH1 now, which 
is not the truth, right? This has been edited before. It's been in the can. This isn't for VH1. And the, the, people are reading these discussions as you know, placating straight people and trying to educate straight people. And to me, Colin, it's not for straight people. It's for gay people. Like these are conversations every week that gay people need to be hearing. And I think the resistance to wanting to hear them or saying, we don't want to hear this. We want to talk about the looks. I get it. But like for you to say, no, this is for straight people, I think is denying a very important fact that these are gay issues. They're mm -hmm. not for straight people. Right. This this yeah. idea. And, and the, the one thing that they started to talk about before Peppermint um, came out is this. They said, you know, society is obsessed with trying to label something. And they're they're talking. I think it was Trinity who said, oh, I'm a feminine guy and I like to make a difference between Ryan and Trinity. Mm -hmm. And then um, I forget who said it, but somebody said gender is over. I think Aja and maybe said it. Aja said it. And. To me, that just highlights this bubble that a lot of us are living in, this gay bubble, this queer bubble, because the country and the world is still very much obsessed with gender. We're obsessed with body parts. We have to know what body parts people have so we know how to treat you, what jobs you can have, what you look like in the bedroom. I mean, it's all very puritanical. It's all very um, oppressive. The, this fact that we need to know what you are and what you look like underneath your clothes so we know how to treat you. And it's it's totally fucked up to me. It's mm. uh it, it and and for them to say that gender is over is is I think true in New York City, in San Francisco, in cities, in the drag community. Um but to me, I mean that's not most of this world. That's not most of this this country. I mean, we it's it's this binary that gives so much stability and identity and narrative to people that lack direction and lack creativity and lack authenticity. And so, uh, you know, I see it on, in the media and on TV and on the internet and in movies, right? Our, the, the kids growing up are raised on it. So, of course, they mirror what they see. They see it all the time. They see it in the car. They see it in their, in the, in their cribs. They see it after school. They see it in school. And they're, they're just taking in all of these narratives, all of these, these things, that, these stories that they make up in their head when they see a picture. Right. That's mm -hmm. that's a narrative. Right. It's these stories that they make up in their head. And that that is so strong when when yeah. you make up something in your head and when media or a, an advertising company can speak to that, what you make up in your head. That's what's problematic. That's what people are creating their identities and ideas about themselves upon. And so I feel like gender, gender and, and, and then ethnicity and race would be second. But gender is the one that 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 I think uh, companies and media grasp on to the most. So it's kind of this like chicken and egg problem, right? Because people lack direction and lack authenticity sometimes in themselves, they go to the media to tell them who they are. And they mm -hmm. go to the media to tell them what's not normal and what to like and what not to like, right? Like boys, you have to like sports. And girls, you have to like dresses, right? People flock to those identities um, and flock to those narratives to tell them who they want to be. Um, but at the same time, like, why do they lack authenticity and identity? And it's because they don't have the space to create their own ideas and identities about themselves because all they're doing is watching media. All they're doing is consuming what other people are telling them to be. And they don't have a place that truly validates who they are as people. And uh, all of their peers, their parents, their teachers, their media, uh, they, they validate who they ascribe to be and what the norm is and what the status quo is, which sucks. I mean, it's painful to watch. 
And it made me think, it makes me think a lot about uh, my nieces growing up. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a rant here, but like it makes me think about my nieces and how my sisters are raising them because my nieces are obsessed with pink everything. They're obsessed with princesses. And I, it reminds me of this one time I was playing um, dolls with, with my niece who's six. And, and you know, we were, we were making up this fake family and I said, okay, there's gonna be two daddies. And the fact that she started to cry and get upset and then say, but there has to be a mommy is mm. absolutely heartbreaking, mm. absolutely heartbreaking. And you wonder where this pain and where these identities come from. And it's from what they're consuming and from what they're not being told. So uh, while I agree with them, like gender roles are changing and gender is becoming more fluid, it's, it's actually happening a lot slower than the gay community thinks. And I think it's important for us to remember that, that while, I mean, we can root for gender benders and root for these people that reject society's understanding of what it means to be a woman like at the same time like this show is still highlighting stereotypes about women right yeah the drag well queens, drag queens are, yes go ahead well i was just gonna say that i gender is not dead in the gay community either because as soon as you want to date somebody as soon as you're cruising as soon as you're on an app it's all about how much you're ascribing to one gender norm or the other mm -hmm. and so sure. like it's you can say that in a real bubble that like, oh, gender, you know, because people can be, you know, can can identify with gender fluidity and, and can explore, you know, being transgender and all of that is great. But at the end of the day, like these structures, I agree with what you're saying. These structures are firmly in place outside of the gay community. But like and we talked about this on the when we had that whole talk about misogyny and bottom shaming, but like the gay community reinforces these gender norms mm -hmm. in way within the community in ways that the media and, you know, non LGBT people could never do. Like we poli right. we police that in ways that other people could never even touch. So like sure. that statement is like completely false. Completely yeah. false. Yeah, the fact that drag queens still get clocked for having a beard on the runway or that they get clocked for not wearing heels or get clocked for having a wig line. I mean, the fact that, that when the illusion isn't real enough in drag mm -hmm. shows me that, that it's still problematic, right? Yeah. So, like I, yeah, like, I love it when queens are like Sasha during the Gaga challenge and they come out with no wig and they come out as a clown. You know, I think both you and I love that aesthetic when it's mm -hmm. when they challenge femininity on the runway, like Katya. Yeah, yeah, no, I like to see a mix of masculine and feminine in, in drag. I, I do like that. I think that that is where it gets really exciting or when it's not about masculine or feminine, it's just about illusion, you know, like that's really exciting to me. And so I can appreciate a queen like Valentina and how much she, you know, transforms into uh, this very feminine you know, vision and illusion, that's never going to excite me the same way a Thorgy Thor will. That's mm -hmm. never going to excite me the same way a Sasha Velour will. Because, right. uh, I love how all that rhymed. Um, because, uh, that's just, I like, I appreciate what Valentina's doing. It's hard work. It's an incredible illusion. But, you know, I, drag is so many different things and can do so many different things. And I, and what, you know, really, you know, stirs my pot is when a queen is not, just trying to look feminine, but is trying to, you know, express themselves, use their body and their face as a as a canvas. You know, um, mm -hmm. that to me is a really exciting way to use drag. And it and I think when drag queens are using drag that way, 
there's less of a concern about oh am i checking the feminine box enough am i avoiding the the masculine box too you know enough you know what i mean like that doesn't have to be part of the conversation and that is where you can start talking about gender not you know being dead that's when you can talk about gender not really being an issue is that kind of conversation So before we get to the runway, which I'm really excited to talk about, I wanted to just say one more thing about Peppermint's coming out, which yeah. I was, you know, I think we were all kind of wondering when it was going to happen this season. Um, and it was a re- and it was really beautiful. And she's just, I mean, Peppermint is, there's something just, and I think I'm sure I said this in past episodes, there's something so magnetic and so charismatic about Peppermint. I was so happy for her. I love that little talking head where she's like, I'm so happy right now. And she was like singing. And mm. I was like, that was, I I could only be happy for peppermint um right. but the one thing i wanted to say that was that says a lot is um this is the third time we've seen a queen on drag race come out as trans before uh in season the season two reunion we saw sonique come out as trans and then on the runway and season five we saw monica beverly hills come out and right. those were very different um though they were very emotional you know both of them the girls were crying they needed to you know they they needed to be comforted they needed to be um supported in a way of like they're carrying this burden you know i mean sure monica it was shock you know monica's it was this whole thing of like i'm just carrying the secret and i'm just i'm i'm struggling with this and it's it says a lot like there's something very i don't want to say deliberate but there is something very marked and telling about the fact that peppermint's coming out was very casual not casual but but much easier in and in the workroom and the response of just like yeah you go peppermint you're showing us your authentic self we love you instead of it being this like big tearful like breakdown on the runway um which was only a couple years ago and it right you know, when we see this, when we see trans people coming out, I mean, this is history repeating itself in terms of gay people coming out. Like, yep. how how big it has to be when Ellen came out in 1997 versus gay characters not coming out at all yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, just to make a connection to something else happening in pop culture, um, for any Survivor fans out there, yes, some of us still watch Survivor. Uh, there's a really active um, trans character, trans, excuse me, trans contestant on Survivor, Zeke. Um, and Zeke went a whole season not coming out as trans. He was just he was just he was just Zeke. And then this season, um, he actually gets outed as trans. I read about and that. And the yeah. the response from the contestants was beautiful. They were all angry. They're like, "How dare you out him? Like mm. that is not your story to tell." And for CBS to tell that story and to expose the asshole that outed him as an asshole I think is 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 very telling and you know obviously I just went on a rant about how you know gender roles and and gender norms in our society are slowly changing um and not quickly I in the same breath I'll say they are changing um Mm -hmm. and and the fact that people are starting to put these narratives into pop culture is super important. So the, yeah, the casualness of her coming out, I think is uh, really refreshing and very telling about yeah. season nine, yeah. season nine and where we are. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was just, it was, it was really nice. To, Cause I think there was just, there was just that question of how are they going to handle peppermints coming out? And I thought that this was the most appropriate way to do it. It did not need to be a runway moment. It did not need to be, I've got this big secret. Like I'm so proud to see it. I'm so yeah. proud to see it. Right. It didn't have to be that, you know? Um, and I was, I just was, yeah, again, I was just really happy for her. Um, yeah. 
So let's get to the runway, which is, of course, Whoa. Night of a Thousand Madonnas Part 2. Um, though... Have you seen Susan? Have you seen Susan? <laughs> Desperately seeking her! Uh, <laughs> though, I mean, I feel like this is, like, really shady to talk about Rue's makeup. Side note, we did see that article in, on Mike um, all about Rue's makeup that I think Twitter Joe oh. had posted. Or someone had posted, but then there was a screenshot of Twitter Joe tweeting to us and, right. and Squirrel Friends about it. Philip like, James, yeah, Philip oh, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, ugh, like... They're all going to know about us now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is our moment, guys. This is our moment. Um, You know, and I felt like that article, and and it's totally worth reading, and we can repost it if it's hard to find on the feed. Um, But that article was was really interesting about Rue's makeup this season, how it's different from Matthew Anderson's. And we might see that as bad because we're so used to a certain aesthetic of how Rue looks. That being said, objectively... I just this was not a strong week for Rue's makeup. If I can just put that out there. Put I, that out there. I I I didn't totally notice. I you know, I'm kind of like, sure. I, Rue could even even the queen of drag as they say in the article, I think. Even like the queen of drag, like she can have off off weeks. I mean, I don't know. I, I will say like it would be great to see Rue doing her own makeup. Uh cuz Rue Rue started out with doing her own makeup as just kind of like gender fuck, like oh, didn't matter. You know, I, it wasn't yeah. this glam thing. So yeah. it'd just actually be kind of cool to see an East Village Rue come out one day. I, I, I wouldn't mind it. No, oh my god, I would love that if we got a real throwback to like pyramid yeah. club. Just Rue. kind of like a fuck you to all the haters. It's like, yep, I'm gonna wear this, bitch. Yeah, I think Ugh. that would be fine. So I mean, yeah, we should, we can, and we should have opinions and read rude just like we read the queens but mm-hmm. at the same time let's keep things in perspective like who cares <laughs> oh yeah i don't really care i just it, it you know it just i maybe because i just read the article i just was like yeah i i'm feeling that dissonance of like i remember what rue always looked like and now she looks different and i yeah. just i liked what matthew did that's all yeah quaker uh, oats wouldn't have happened with matthew no quaker oats would not have happened with Matthew. So maybe I can't be too upset about it because that was a special moment. Uh, so Night of a Thousand Madonnas Part 2, come on, no, she better don't. Let, oh, um, no. Did you, what, what were the, which ones did you love? Okay, Colin, I mean, I tweeted this, but I still cannot believe that there were two duplicate looks. I know, I still. I can't believe that. And that Sorry, one of them screamed. was one of them was fairly obscure. I mean, the Material Girl one doesn't surprise me too much. Sure, because sure. it's so sort of like. But the classic. Met Gala one, the Met, the Givenchy, I, I, first of all, Trinity killed that look. Oh. Trinity killed that look. There was a lot of detail, and while Nina's, you know, she had a great walk. I love Nina's walk. Um, she she certainly didn't wear it better than Trinity. But I I still don't understand. And I watched the bonus clip. Uh, when they were showing, you know, the duplicates, and right. they all knew that it was going to happen, and they were all told bring a backup, and yet they still came out stubborn as hell, being like, "Nope, I'm going to wear this." It's like, yeah. you know what? Oh, when, and make a sacrifice, right? Nina's look—it was like Trinity's look at 4 a.m. at Carl's Jr. getting the medium combo. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just <laughs> like that was like the end of the night for Trinity's look. It was like. <laughs> Can I get extra hash browns with that? Because she's still Jasmine Masters for some reason. Like oh, Nina, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I agree. It was. It, I was. I couldn't believe that it happened. Um, but that being said, I mean, 
I, I, I can't wait any longer. Valentina, your oh. center oh. blocks are beautiful. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Nuance, controversial. I oh. love when she said I love when she said her look was controversial at the time and showing this much of my body is controversial too. Yeah, like knowing that she struggled with eating disorders and body image obviously oh, as part of that. God. I was like, well, good for you to come out here. That blew my fucking mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it was, girlfriends, you know, I think Amanda was saying like, you know, I'm going to be talking about this look on my deathbed. And I was like, yeah, this, like, I am being long conned and I fucking love it. Like, mm. That was mm-hmm. brilliant, and I didn't see that coming at all. Me neither. Me oh, neither. And sure, it was two pieces of cardboard and a bronze body, and but like, yup, yup, yup. Realized. Yep. Really, yeah. Realized. I knew exactly what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like probably, I'm gonna put that in the Hall of Fame for season nine in terms of run okay. already because okay. it just blew my mind. And I mean, she did that. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I thought Alexis looked great. I, I that was well, an unexpected. She, she choice. looked great. She was very couture. I, you know, Adam Sank said a very funny thing while we we're watching it. He, she, she looked a lot like Diana Scarwood yes. from Marmy Dearest, <laughs> the adult Christina. I'll post a side by side, but it was just that, just that wig, <laughs> that curly yeah. hair, which is fine. I mean, it was very breathless Mahoney or Mahani. Um, <laughs> But she, uh, yeah, I was laughing out loud because we looked up the picture of Diana from the movie and we were Oh, it was, I mean, (laughs) if only we could get Alexis to wear that wig and say, I'm not one of your fans! (laughs) (laughs) And then to have Alyssa Edwards as Joan Crawford catfight her. Barbara, please! Barbara, please! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because that's from where that, that's where that moment is. is That moment, yes, Barbara, The birthplace of my track name. Please, Barbara, leave (laughs) it alone, Barbara. Barbara. Um, anyway, I, uh, more looks. You know, Aja. I thought Aja's look was terrible. I didn't understand the makeup. I thought I thought her look looked cheap. Yeah, um, I, it didn't and, really do anything yeah. for me. And we're seeing a lot of red from Aja. So much mm-hmm. like peppermint mm-hmm. with all the pink, it's time to, you know. Yeah. The other one that stuck out was Sasha. I mean, as I said on Twitter, like she was giving a lot of nipple nuance. Oh. This is, I think, her second or third look where she's showing those nips. Mm-hmm. And you know it. The fact that she chose a look that has inspired Sasha's style, I thought was thoughtful. I, Sasha always picks something incredibly thoughtful on the runway. Yeah. And I feel like she's getting an edit that's going to bring her to the top three. I do. Oh, I, yeah. There is a lot. There's this long game, this long brew that's mm-hmm. going on with Sasha that I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She and, is she's like coleslaw in the fridge like she is just you know what i mean she's sauerkraut she's sauerkraut i should say i should have that she's sauerkraut in the fridge yeah Yeah. i am sweet on that sauerkraut she is she is she is she is get i mean this look was brilliant and um i agree i think that she's so thoughtful and uh i mean even dennis o'hare pointed out that like the whip was like a throwback to marlena dietrich and i was like i don't even know i I don't even know what that's a throwback to, but that's brilliant if that's true. Uh, it was, yeah, I think I agree. I think that last week we really saw Shay uh, get cemented as a front runner. This week, more than Alexis, we saw Sasha get cemented as a front runner. Yeah, Absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. Alexis yeah, I mean, is still Sasha, a wild Sasha card. Sasha has a win also. Sasha has a win also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, see. And I mean, in terms of, I mean, Farah's look didn't really do anything for me, if I'm being honest. Um, 
and Cynthia I liked, was a I like Cynthia's. I I liked it. I mm-hmm. she got clocked for it, and I thought it was going to save her from lip syncing, but you know, it turned out that Farah's look saved her. I I was very disappointed that it wasn't Farah versus Peppermint. To be perfectly honest, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was ready to see Cynthia go home. I'm not going to lie, but like in terms of performance, for me, it was Farah. I just I had I, I was completely shocked. Completely shocked. Well, I think the judges were ready to see Cynthia go home over Farah. I think Farah okay. has an appeal that they're aware of, okay. and they're keeping her around. In, in, in not the same way, but I think it's it's somewhat similar to that. There were weeks where Adore Delano should have gone home, but they knew she had an appeal, and they knew she had a, she had there was something she had. She was bringing obviously a lot more appeal and storyline than Farah. But I just think that there's a reason we're still seeing Farah. But I don't think we're going to see much more of her after this. Yeah, I feel like next week, but if not next week, then definitely the RuPaul roast is when oh, Farrah is going to go. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If she if she if she gets to the roast, which is in two weeks, she's not going to stay. Yeah, I I don't see it. I mean, yeah. and we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. Is is what our predictions sure, are sure, now? Sure, sure. Um, so the so we should talk about the lip sync. So the lip sync happens. Music by Madonna, and you know, as I said before, Cynthia should have just walked off that stage. I mean. She, Peppermint was comedy. She was carefree. She was giving us a reason to see the whole song be done. Like there was just something different every time she was just turning it out. And it was something new. And they were dying because also, and to speak to a point we made earlier, Peppermint was speaking to old school RuPaul by breaking out old school dance moves. Oh my God. That that lip sync was uh, like... I don't know an, another lip sync. No other lip sync has brought me this level of joy other than this will be. Like when she, when she brought when she was when she brought out that shotgun. When she did that little crab walk thing across the stage. That even that first move, even that first one, that first '90s move she brought out. I was just and yeah, the judges were living, but Michelle was reborn. I mean, oh, I know. Towards the end, there's I a know. clip of her just getting her. It's, it's the funniest. Lip syncing. I saw. It. She's I saw just it. getting yeah, her I life, and I was just so happy for Michelle because she was just living. Peppermint. I don't even remember Cynthia in the lip sync. No, no, because she was an obstacle to get around. Yeah, yeah. I love that kind of like like uh, like a move for every beat kind of choreography that Peppermint right. was doing. Robot. She, yeah. Absolutely. The robot never works except this time. <laughs> and the reason I think it worked is that she took it down to her knee. For some reason, like, then I was like, oh, now I'm into the robot. Okay. Uh, it was, I mean, that was an annihilation. It was just incredible. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah, really incredible. Uh, and and in terms of, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really talk about it, but just in terms of winners, obviously Alexis won the challenge, and you could feel the desperation of Alexis needing to win this. Oh um, God, yeah. She glares at Sasha when uh, when when she mentions her when Rue says her name. It was great. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. And I just you know I I did really like and I like when Rue does this. Like there's kind of a like when she has these you know it's between two of them or there's kind of like the girl who's obviously the runner up. I like when Rue says you know great job. Like it's always like okay not just you're safe. It's like you did a great job. You're safe. That means something when Rue does that. You know what I mean? Mm, right. Um, so right. I was happy to see her tell yeah. Sasha that, like, hey, great job. But, you know, Alexis won. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, no surprises, really, in terms of, like, how the episode turned out. I knew I knew as soon as that lip sync was going to start, I knew Peppermint was going to win. Um, I just felt really confident about that. And plus, we also know that she has a Club Kid look coming. So the preview kind of spoiled that. 
Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't remember. I didn't remember that. I didn't think about that. But you know, obviously, if it's Cynthia versus Peppermint lip syncing, there's no question. Oh. I mean, well, I knew that it was. Yeah, I knew that Peppermint was going to win. Yeah. I didn't know she was going to do all of that. I just. Yeah, didn't you're right. Know. You're absolutely I right. Did I didn't know, know she was going to do all that. I didn't know. I, no. Like I just that I like I'm telling you, I was laying in bed and I was just like. Well, I'll just, it's the first time watching it. I'm just going to like casually lay in bed and watch this. And as soon as she started doing those moves, I just, I leapt up. I was like, what is happening right now? It was literally like, it, I felt like it was like that scene in The Godfather where the guy finds the horse head in his bed. I was like leaping out of my bed, like watching this. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Screaming, you know? Oh, God. Come on, Italian reference. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I do have to say though that, um, when when Cynthia was when she was being sent home when she was kind of being given that speech like she, her face was just heartbreaking like she just looked mm. really sad but Cynthia's gonna be fine I mean she's a she's uh, a kind of oh, queen like she'll oh, be fine yeah yeah this was this was a, I love what she said in Untucked like this was just a third chance right it was yeah. just another chance that she got yeah and that's all it is she's you know she's happy to be alive fuck yes yeah oh she's yeah. great and you know what she was a great surprise to the season. I was happy to see her. I'm kind of glad that she's gone. Now we can kind of focus on, you know, the front runners and who's going to win. So. Yeah. Well, once we send Farah home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. So should we talk about Untucked then? Yeah. Let's get into Untucked. I really enjoyed this Untucked. Yeah. Thought... It was funny. You know, I think it also helped that there were less queens at the start. There yes. were only four. Right? Mm -hmm. So we were we were able to kind of really get to know Trinity a little bit more. I didn't realize how much they love Trinity. You know, it reminds me of um, how we've been talking about Alexis. Alexis is kind of this mom. But I think that's only because Alexis kind of boasts and brags about how nice she is and how she's helpful. But mm. Trinity is kind of understated. Like, she's the mama. She's the one that's helping people sew, giving people real feedback, real tea, instead yeah. of just this like pacifier that she keeps, that Alexis gives people. So it was interesting to see them kind of praise Trinity, but also like totally poke at her, right? Like they were picking her look apart, which yeah. is crazy because it was like, Asha, look in the mirror, girl. Right, uh, right. Like, who are you to talk? <laughs> well, you know, I think what's an interesting distinction is they were describing Trinity as like this big sister and they were really, there was that sense of her being this older sister that they could also sure. kind of like poke fun at. And yeah. then of course, Teach her like, about edges. Oh, yeah. the education on edges, which I didn't know. I that I oh, had heard know? the I had heard the expression. I learned like, about oh, edges. She, yeah. she came for your edges. She snatched your edges. Like I've heard that, but I didn't know what it was. And so I was like, oh, this is great. Now I know what edges are. My favorite, my favorite line was is when Shay said, "Trinity, when's your birthday? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna send you some edges." Yeah. <laughs> Well, I really liked when Shay, when they explained it, and then Shay says, well, I guess we had to know our audience, you know? Like, I just... <laughs> Shay is... I mean, we talk about Alexis being the producer of Untucked, and she was doing it this week hard, and I was yeah. done over it. Oh, but I love when Shay's the producer. Shay is such a good producer of Untucked. <laughs> she really elevates these conversations, and her and Aja yeah. and Trinity had such a great banter. Oh, there was a great rapport, yeah. They yeah. were all very honest. None yeah. of them were playing school. You know? No, yeah. yeah. Well, Even Valentina I, was there. I liked Valentina too in it. Yeah, she was. She was. She felt like the kid's sister keeping up a little sure. bit. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But I just, I there was. I don't know if it was editing or timing. The moment was so funny when Aja was like, "Well, do you you know what gag means, right?" And then Trinity's like, "Oh yeah, I know what gagged is." Like it was just this like they just <laughs> had this great energy together, and it's you know it's an extension of this RuPaul's best friend race. 
Um, but it felt very authentic in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, they come in, or the, the, the tops and bottoms come in, and we kind of hear them go in to Nina. And mm. what I love with Shay is like, this was after, I guess, her mom comes on the screen, and, you know, they're all try- kind of basically praising Nina. And Shay's like, yeah, you know, they're all trying to, they're all building you up right now, but I'm going to be real with you. Like, you have you have got to stop being negative. Or I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm going to yeah. whoop your ass. Really talented. Next time when you're doing good, I swear to God, I'm going to pop off this fake boubouton. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Shay, um, I, she knows how to create a moment like that. She can yeah, create yeah, that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, what was interesting is that they, they didn't, we didn't see the whole speech. They cut away from no. it. Oh, and it was interesting because, yeah, they, the other girls just kind of walked away. They're like, all right, I'm done. Like yeah. Farah. And then Aja yeah. goes up to Farrah and she goes, you're a slut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. I know. Like, because, like, there there was Shay starting her, like, all my life I had to fight speech. And they were like, all right, I need to get up. I need to go. I need yeah. to, like, fix my makeup. And I I enjoyed that moment. I liked when Valentina gave Farrah the rest of her drink. I thought that sure. was really sweet. Yeah. Was sweet. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But the uh, moment – Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say the moment that, that was really struck me and, like – more than it probably needed to was that Cynthia and Sasha moment with the power grip. Yeah, it was a little much for me. I really? Don't know. Oh, I mean, I know. got it. I got it. I love those types of moments, but I was like, Cynthia's going home. So like, I was kind of like, oh, what do you? I don't know. It was it was very sweet. It was very sweet, and uh, just you know, uh, embracing that kind of idea about energy and passing energy. Uh, is new. It's new to see on TV. So yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, that is my kind of shit. And I hear what you're saying, but like, I think, I think you know, without bringing anything down, I think it was a moment where I was like, oh wow, I. We talked about this last week, where like, the, or maybe two weeks ago, where like the, the message of kindness that that we're kind of like picking up on from RuPaul and from the show. Like, I as a consumer feel the need for that. Like, oh yeah, like I'm not only commenting on it i'm like consuming it and it's something i do need so like it's so perfect and mm. this moment was similar it was like man i definitely need something like that in my life you know like that mm. kind of that sort of support or that kind of like let me give you what you don't have right now you know sure, sure. and i just it really it really resonated with me and i felt like there was um there was no even though i i could i'm sure there are some people who felt that it was a little much I didn't think there was any performance in that moment. I thought it was very genuine. I I think they weren't acting like they were on camera. Um, and I guess in that theme of kindness, I thought there was a, just, this was a very kind moment. Um, and mm. just, yeah, really, it hit a nerve for me that um, oh. I really enjoyed. Oh. Yeah. Well, the moment that, that, the moment that hit a nerve for me was when uh, Nina thanked Shay and then Nina or Shay says, "Did you mess up my wig?" And Nina goes, "Sue me." And then Shay says, "What you say, bitch? I'm gonna be sending you that subpoena in the mail, Miss Meska Simpson. I yeah. will subpoena Nina." Yeah, yeah, that was great. I mean, it's just again like subpoena the, Nina, subpoena <laughs> Nina, subpoena Nina. Uh, yeah, Meska Simpson. I was I. Oh uh, yeah, Shay is just. I mean. She is the true producer of Untucked. She really oh. is. She's. It's like, I mean, because there's Alexis. She's like, tell us how you feel about that. Like, Nina, like, after the video. How did you feel? How do you feel right now? It's like, stop. Stop. Just let her feel. Just let yeah. her express yeah. herself. She'll oh. do it. You know? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that they're both kind of doing the same thing in Untucked, but one is working a lot better than the other. 
Um, we've talked about the the cigarette moment outside already in our clip of the week, and I think that's really all the notes I had on Untucked. Because after that, yeah. I mean, we sent Cynthia like home. Now we can kind of talk about uh, who our front runners are, and I mean, now that snatch game's over, it's like, well, okay, let's let's put it down, Mary. Mm-hmm. Who, who's going far? Who's the riffraff? Like, what's going to happen? Who do you? What are your thoughts? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna tell you what I think each queen. I think. I think our front runners right now are Shea Coulee, Sasha Valore, and uh, potentially Alexis Michelle. Depends on what happens next week. I think that Alexis and Nina are maybe vying for that third spot. That okay. being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Valentina came in and took it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I really yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I think that Farah and Aja and Peppermint and Trinity, especially Farah and Aja, are um, they need to step it up. I think next week, Peppermint is an acting challenge. You need to get those lines right or you're going home. And if you go home sure. in that club kid look, that's a goddamn shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, my feeling right now is that I could see Trinity going home next week. Really? I feel like they drop these Easter eggs and untucked that when the queens are, when like the safe queens are walking backstage, last week it was Sasha saying that she wants to stand out more. And I think the week before that, it was like Alexis saying that she needs to stand out more. Like that, the queen that they have a talking head talking while the safe girls are going back to the untucked lounge is somehow featured in the next episode. But that was Valentina. That that's true. That was Valentina. Marco agrees. Marco agrees. Marco agrees. But no, actually, it was Trinity as well. It was Trinity as well because Trinity was oh, they saying did both. Like, she's like, I don't like being safe. I haven't won in a while. Okay, I need all to right. Because Valentina was like, I feel good about where I am. This is yeah. Marco, <laughs> do you want to be a part of this conversation or what? Um, no, I agree. I think that Valentina was saying I feel like a front runner, and Trinity was saying I need to step it up. And and the last few girls who've said they need to step it up and stand out, they have then had some sort of highlight in the next episode okay. and I think that like for an acting challenge I mean I don't know I, I I keep wanting to write Trinity off she might kill it but I think there's I think that she's got a lot of competition with Alexis and Sasha and Shay yeah but she doesn't have a lot of competition I feel like with Peppermint and Farah and Aja so for me I think uh, and also Valentina did not do well in that CNN episode Oh, that's so, true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I feel like front runners are Shay, Sasha, and uh, Alexis. I do think Alexis is probably going to make the top three. Um, mm-hmm. It's either going to be Alexis or Trinity for me. And I think Trinity is going to be top four. Uh, Nina's going to be top five. And then the riffraff at this point now is Farah, Aja, and um, Peppermint. And I think if that were the case, because I could also see Nina, I could see Nina getting uh, a top four edit where she doesn't make it to the top three. You know, this is what happened to Chi-Chi. It's what happened to Kennedy. There's there's some similar storylines there. Um, okay. I could see that happening because I don't, I just don't, I actually, now that I think about it, I don't see them making Nina top three. I think she's been too negative. I don't yeah. think they're I don't think they're gonna Yeah, I mean her. even when even if that whole thing in the bonus clip when she thinks that Aja stole her clown yep. makeup, like Nina is not a good she's not very positive right now. Nina is is somebody that we're trying to help, not yeah. somebody that's going to help. And I feel like the front runners I mean, for me it's Sasha and Alexis and uh 
Shay that are kind of are, are pushing this brand, this kindness brand. But yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes with Alexis. I mean, Alexis is she's teetering for me. I mean, she she finally got a win. She won Snatch Game, which is a big deal. It is. Um, but there have been winners in the past where you win Snatch Game, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you win the competition. So Stacy Lane Matthews went home the following week. Oh so. shit. Oh, yeah. shit. Um, I so, don't think Alexis is going to go home. If Alexis lip syncs, Alexis is going to win that lip sync. Oh, I, I I would be shocked if she had to lip sync next week because it's an acting challenge. But that being said, Robbie Turner was in the bottom two for an acting challenge. So who okay. knows? Right. Um, I think that if, if this is what's happening, I think then Peppermint probably has secured Miss Congeniality, which is fully deserved. Um, okay. And, and, you know, I love a Not Miss Eureka? Not Eureka? Oh God, no, no! I don't. Okay, they're not gonna. Right. No, I well, mean, they I were. They you... were like talking the shit about her during Untuck. They loved her. Oh, they're talking about her like she was dead. Yeah, I, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, I never. You know, Trinity's like, I just, I wish I gave her more of a chance. It's like, well, then call her when you get home. <laughs> like she's, <laughs> she's not going anywhere. She tore her fucking ACL. <laughs> she's just sitting there watching you guys win. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think. Um, I think that Peppermint, like, I think that she's got it in the bag. And and there's something about, I mean, I was going to say, there's something that, like, miscongeniality is usually, like, top six, top five, top seven, but Cynthia was, like, you know, third out. So who knows? Yeah. But, um, no, I, I don't think Eureka's going to get it. Um, I think that her consolation prize, which miscongeniality Miss often is, will be getting onto season 10. All right. Well, if you have any thoughts on who the frontrunners are on Snatch Game uh, next week or anything, you can always email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary and we'd love to hear from you. We, we are trying to do our best to respond to as many emails, if not all the emails that we get, which are great. And we want to be really thoughtful about the responses because we really appreciate how thoughtful you guys are um, when you reach out to us. Because again, you know, we love talking about this stuff. We really yeah. love it. So please oh, <clears throat> uh, send us your thoughts. Send us your thoughts. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we will respond. The emails that we've gotten, the people who are just like going in and like just tying this to so many theories and ideas and points of view. It's like, oh, my God, Livia. Oh, my God, Livia, if you're listening, thank you so much for that email. Yeah. Uh, Livia, Livia sent me this brilliant email or sent us this brilliant email um, just uh, challenging our thoughts on the pit crew and and why the pit crew is actually uh, a feminist idea, uh, which I, I, you know, made my mind uh, open up. So I, mm -hmm. I can't yeah. thank her enough for those thoughts. Yeah. Well, and, and a shout out to Claire a few weeks ago who uh, coined the term tragedy, uh, oh, which she was yeah. talking about, which I was just like, because we talk about like, the pageantry of tragedy and it, like tragedy. I was like, I was like, why did I think of that? It was great. Um, yeah, we've gotten some just fat. And then we have like regulars, you know, who email us like with their kind of like their mini recaps of the week, which I love mm -hmm. and I always look forward to. So um, please keep that going. And of course, there's emailing, there's tweeting, tweeting, tweeting. Uh, and then, of course, there's leaving us a review or a rating or preferably both on iTunes. A five star review. Yes. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we've certainly got a lot of them. People have been really nice and have been letting people know not just that this they like this podcast, but all the reasons why. And uh, that means a lot. So thank you guys for doing that and for helping spread the word about All Right, Mary. You guys are great. Uh, you had some thoughts, perhaps, on someone who's nervous to meet us? 
Oh, before we wrap up, I just wanted to, I mean, this, you know, it's, it's the tiny mini segment of All Right, Amanda, which is our segment. All Right, Amanda. All, <laughs> our segment dedicated to all things Squirrel Friends, the world of Squirrel Friends, and the paradigm that Nick and Amanda have created with this little podcast. Um, if you're a listener of Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour as well, and I think most of you guys are, and if you're not, you should cross over. Uh, they talked about in their last episode how we are going to try to meet up when I'm, we're going to try. I think you might be busy that weekend. We're going to have to figure it out. Um, we're going to try to meet up when I'm in New York in a few weeks in May to apartment hunt. And, you know, and Amanda, it's just going to be Amanda because she lives uh, in the area in Nixon, Pittsburgh. But she was like saying how nervous she was to meet. And I was just like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Like, it, it's good. I get it. Like, we, it's, it's kind of like meeting somebody who you've only talked to online. It's like, oh, my God, we're going to meet in real, in real life now. It's going to be great. We're going to we're going to have some drinks. We're going to talk about Drag Race. Uh, you know, we both have a favorite TV show. So, like, we're going to have plenty in common it's gonna be great i'm sorry oh, nick yeah. can't be there um yeah. but i'm really looking forward to it yeah i think it'll be fun um and i also wanted to comment that because i just i i'm glad we're not alone in this but in their um i guess it was in their after hours uh last week nick was talking about how much he loved the the one with the lamps the <laughs> just, lamps. yeah we're not alone like, oh people people hear that yeah people hear that people hear that so yeah it was just like okay good yeah we're all we're on the same page uh, but anyway, I just wanted to highlight that, Amanda, you have nothing to be nervous about. We're going to have a great time. Uh, and we'll figure that out. And if it doesn't happen in a few weeks, it'll happen when I'm there in June for good. So so what's our last chance lip sync, Colin? Oh, well, uh, you know, as you as you Loyal Marys know, uh, every week we like to feature a song that we would love to lip sync to ourselves. We'd love to see a queen lip sync to. We'd love to see as a lip sync for their lives. And I just, I have had one in the bank that I've been waiting to share. And I thought that this week, being Snatch Game and all, a special occasion, uh, was good, worth sharing. Uh, really my favorite lip sync song. The one that I would absolutely do. Uh, a little bit outside the box, but is of course... Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car by Billy Ocean. This song is drag as fuck. And, like, I wish I could share the whole thing. I'll give you a clip now. Go get your Billy Ocean fantasy. Go get get out of my dreams and into that car because you're going to be getting your life, girl. (laughs) Right, Marco? All right. Well, I guess that's all. That's all. And we will talk to you next week. So, uh, till then, bye. See ya!